0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes a damn good. Stargirl. Wolfman's gone Killer Mommy. <laughs> Here's Johnny. I like the one. Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All American Spook Show Horror Podcast. As always, I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. Will could not be with us this week. Uh, He's on assignment, so we're going to power on without him. And this week we're going to be, now that we're officially finally done with the Summer of the Wolf series, we're finally going to be moving on to some other topics. And we figured the first Spook Show Spotlight episode out of the Summer of the Wolf, it just so happens to fall here on Labor Day Monday. Today is Labor Day. So we decided we'd kind of go down uh, the rabbit hole of labor day weekend horror releases just kind of talk about some of the some of the top 10 or so best you know like highest grossing and just best movies that released on labor day weekend throughout the years and then we talk about some of the the lowest of the low <laughs> horror movies that have been released um on labor day weekend throughout the years before we get deep into that though i ahead and throw out some of the usual information you can contact us at all American Spook Show at gmail.com, you know, with any comments, suggestions, you know, anything you got there, you can email it. If it's interesting enough, we'll actually read it here on the uh, podcast, so you can email us there. Um, same thing over on Twitter, you know, any comments or anything like that, you can send it to us on Twitter, Facebook, any of the usual social medias, Instagram, we're all there. On Twitter, we're at Show. You can find us on Instagram, Slasher, Facebook, of course, YouTube, by searching for All American Spook Show. We have a tea Public Shop, where you can go... Buy our logoed merchandise and some other cool designs we have there. So check that out. You know you can find all that by once again searching for All American Spook Show. Every Thursday on YouTube we have Deadline Horror News, where you know we talk about the latest headlines and and horror news and whatnot and some uh, a handful of other things that we discuss there. Every Thursday on YouTube you can check that out. And then of course we have Patreon, patreon patreoncom slash show. Every Tuesday we have a new video minisode that comes out and the uh, main event there is the library of the professor where professor smoke will take something from his library it it could be books movies whatever he decides he wants to talk about and uh, he just discusses it sometimes gives ratings on movies and stuff like that so the only place to check that out is over on patreon.com aaspookshow i'm becoming a patron of the show so you can uh, get that exclusive content over there so i guess without all that out of the way now we can go ahead and get into the the meat of what we've come here to talk about here on this uh spook show spotlight the top I guess you could say grossing horror movies that have been released on Labor Day weekend. so I guess you know we, we have a lot of information here so I'm just kind of parse it out and see where where a good place to start would be. so I guess we'll start with because we have two separate lists you got the top ten grossing list, which basically that's what it made that opening weekend and then you have the top ten highest grossing list, which actually ironically happened to be the same list like the the one through ten is in the same order as far as like what they opened and what they ended up you know like the total gross was so we'll just kind of go through that that right there and we'll talk about each movie here you know just a a tidbit see if if all of us have seen it you know if there was anything you wanted to add about those before we move on to the next one so we'll start at the bottom number 10 for Labor Day weekend horror movies highest grossing number 10 is fear.com that came out in 2002 and opening weekend, it made just a little over $7 million. But the total gross was $13.2 Myself, I don't remember. I probably saw this. I mean, this is, what, 19 years ago as we're recording this. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember. That, that should probably tell you all you need to know about Fear.com, <laughs> right? But I, I may have seen it back then. I don't remember. I, I can guarantee you if I did, it was back then, and I haven't seen it since. So
1: I uh, remember the movie poster more than I remember the movie. I do remember that poster, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely for whatever reason, and it's not even like a really cool poster or anything. No. but it's it's, it's memorable. Just, you know, it's a memorable yeah. image when you see it because it's kind of yeah. like a blurry, a blurry face that looks like somebody like like a mask or something, I guess. But it's all blurry, and then it just says fear.com, like, and all like lower caps down the bottom or top or whatever. So like, it's not yeah. necessarily a, a, a the most awesome poster design you've ever seen, but it's memorable for some reason when you see it. Smoke, do you yeah. remember watching that movie?
2: No, no, I don't think I. I'm pretty sure I never saw it, but I do. I remember seeing it on the shelves in Hollywood Video back in the day. Yeah, and I just kept browsing over it. I don't know if it was just a, just the title of, you know, here, dot com, like a like it just cheesy. I guess it conjured like a CG horror movie to me, just because it has a computer dot com in And, and <laughs> I don't know, and I just like you always skipped over it and didn't rent rent it. So.
0: And you're probably not wrong. You're, you know, probably not. But they no. always say don't judge a book by its cover, but that one you're probably right. <laughs> Number nine here on the list, the prophecy from 1995. Uh, it opened up seven and a half million that Labor Day weekend, and ended up like total gross was 16.1 million. For whatever reason, that's another one. It's like I, 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 I don't know if I ever saw it. I know I
2: have it. Prophecy with Christopher Walken, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: 1995 with yep. Christopher Walken. And I
2: have seen it, but it's been so long ago. that there's three. Um, to my knowledge, there was three of them. And uh, at least three, maybe there was more, but but uh, and I'd seen at least the first those first three. If there was more, I hadn't seen beyond those. But uh, it's been so long ago that I don't recall the storyline. I mean, I I remember liking them because I mean Christopher Walken was great in it as usual, but I don't remember the storyline too much these days.
0: There actually was. <laughs> I, I looked it up, oh. and there was actually uh, four direct-to-video sequels of that movie. You had uh-huh. The Prophecy 2 in 1998. You had The Ascent, or The Prophecy 3, The Ascent. In 2000 then you had the prophecy uprising in 2005 and <laughs> then uh the prophecy forsaken in 2005.
2: yeah i'm pretty sure those first three but not the other the other two i don't even know mm. if mr in all of them or not
0: it looks like he's in all of them except for the last one the prophecy forsaken that one has uh tony todd and jason scott lee in it
1: mm.
0: I, i've seen the i've seen the posters i've seen the the cover I've, I know the movie exists. I don't recall whether we'll I actually sit down and watched it or not. So that's one I guess I need to get around to sooner or later. Or not, whatever. Good
2: one, <laughs> good one for the podcast at point down the road, not too long from now. But it, that would be a good one for the show, at least the first one. Yeah. Uh, so I remember it sort of, a you know, I didn't see it back in 95. I don't remember when I saw it a few years later, I guess. But I remember liking it a good bit. I just, it's probably the last time I saw it was back then in the 90s.
0: Or we could just so. skip straight to the fifth one that didn't have Christopher Walken in it. Because I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's great.
2: Oh, yeah. So. So
0: number eight on the list is Shark Knight from 2011. Uh, this is definitely one I know I haven't seen. Um, it opened up at $10.1 10, and a total gross of eighteen point eight. So you said neither of you guys saw that? Nope. No. no. Yeah. Probably don't plan on seeing it. <laughs> Next week on the Spook Show, Shark Knight from 2011. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why do I keep doing it's, it's it? I'm going to do a whole sh- Shark season
2: next time It'll be summer of the shark and we'll do just shark and they would do the shittiest one the shark, tornado part whatever it's a
1: shitty shark. You have to do Tintarella.
2: <laughs> okay, I got I got a I got a soft spot for that one. That was that was probably the first shark movie I saw after Dogs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what about that one that we've met? <laughs> it,
2: it was terrible, but it's it's it's, a, it's like watching a car wreck. You know? I mean, you can't look away from it.
0: What about it's that like one we've mentioned in
2: a bathtub? <laughs>
0: What about that one we've mentioned a couple of times here? Uh, what Was it Cruel Jaws?
2: Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> that one we have to get like some point because I haven't seen it. I've only seen images from it. Stills or one scene that I've seen from that on YouTube is hilariously bad. Yeah, I mean, but it made me it cracked me up. <laughs> and uh, a trailer for it I've seen, but yeah, we need to we need to see if that whole movie's on YouTube and do that for podcasting at some point, very soon. <laughs>
0: Um, so we don't know much about Shark Night, but we know a few things about other shark movies. So <laughs> I guess <laughs> we'll get around to that one eventually. Uh, number seven, another one that I have not seen. I, I've I've seen the posters. I've seen it on like Netflix or whatever, you know, streaming. Just haven't sat down and watched it. And that is from 2014, As Above, So Below. That one made opening weekend $10.2 million and for a total gross of $21.3 million. Donnie, have you seen that one?
1: I have, yeah. Um, me and me and Kenya watched it. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, but we, yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope I hope we get to it on the
2: podcast. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. I've seen that one too, and yeah, I, I think that would be a good one for us to do. And I, I'm
0: feel pretty certain
2: you and, and uh, Willie would enjoy that one too. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I just remember seeing the poster and like even the title is just cool as hell. Not without knowing anything about what the hell the movie is about. As above, so below is is a cool title for a horror movie. Number six, Apollo eighteen. That opened up at 10.7 million for a total gross of 17.6 million in 2011. Once again, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm drawing blanks on all these. If I have seen it, I'm just forgetting. But I think I did see that one though. It's just been probably since it came out. Like I, I might have went and saw it like that weekend. You know, maybe a weekend or two after that, and then just kind of forgot about it. Do you guys recall if you've seen that one or not? I have.
1: Um, I wished I hadn't. But um, <laughs> no, yeah. Like I am. Uh, I, you know, I watch a lot of, I say a lot, uh, I i do watch, you know, some, uh, um, I guess some alien documentaries, like UFO shit, like mainly like, you know, I guess really just like sci-fi documentaries, shit like that. So I, I did watch this and it was, yeah, I wish I hadn't watched it. I mean, I know it was a movie and not a documentary or anything, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I just wish I hadn't watched it.
0: Just see, just seeing this now, yeah, I do recall this. I, I do like they went to the moon and something like th- this is why they never returned, kind of thing. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you smoke? do? You remember anything of it, smoke or no?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, the Tom Hanks movie,
0: sure. Yeah, nope, nope, not in <laughs> that one. Oh, I know no,
2: no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I haven't seen *Apollo 18* though yet.
0: All right, so now we get into the top five, top five highest grossing. Number five, *The Wicker Man* from 2006. Now this is the one with Nicolas Cage in it it made $11.7 million opening weekend for a total gross of $23.6 million. Now, I definitely have seen that one, but it's been a long time. Like, probably since oh seven oh eight, somewhere around there since I saw it. Um, what about you guys?
2: I have not. No, I haven't seen this one. What?
0: <laughs>
2: now, I have not. I've seen... I, I, the first Wicker Man movie, the original one, is one of my favorites, and whenever we get around to doing that, hopefully, at some point, it'll... That's up there for me. I haven't, yeah, I haven't a sat one. down and the, the top 20 movie list for myself. Probably, maybe I've done a top 10 list, but I haven't gone beyond that. If I did the top 20, it probably would be up in there. Uh, so that being said, the one with Nicholas Cage, I always I had skipped it because I knew I knew it wasn't it didn't hold a candle to the original, and I just couldn't see Nicolas Cage in that role. But I mean, i going. I need to re- I need to watch it though because. I know it's Nicolas Cage doing Nicolas Cage shit. Yeah. So I was about I to say here,
0: here here's how you explain it. It's not as good as the original, but it's got Nicolas Cage acting batshit crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I have yeah. seen
2: the bees. the bees, the bees, yeah. I've
0: seen the bees. That's all you need to see. <laughs> Just watch that one scene and you're good. It's I remember it being pretty you know, like it's not it's not the first one, it's not the original, but you know, rarely is that the case anyways, right, in most remakes. Yeah. Um but you know, it's enjoyable for what it is. You put it in context of 2006, right you know not looking back on it and um, you know I, I think you'll find enough to enjoy it there from what I recall so uh, that's one we need that's that, that uh, definitely the original is one we need to get around to and this one as well
2: you know we could almost do another another back to, I think we've done a back-to- back show before, but it was for shining going into Doctor Sleep yes yeah. these movies we could probably do an original and a you know original old movie. And a remake of oh, yeah, 2000 that, that, That's yeah, a good example.
0: Years. Yeah, that's a good example of one that would be really interesting to do, too, because you watch them back-to-back and see how much better a movie the original one is versus that. But I think you'd find things to be entertained by in this newer yeah. one, too. You know, so, like, that would be yeah. a good uh, for a experiment. Podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, experimental double feature of both the Wicker Man movies. All right, we move on. Number four the original or the first Jeepers Creepers from 2001 that one opening weekend made 15.8 million for a total gross of 37.9 million now myself that is one of my favorite uh, horror movies of say like the last 20 years or so
2: yeah i did i in the theater when it came out probably not opening weekend maybe not but i mean sometimes Shortly after, that.
0: yeah. It, for me, that might it might have been opening weekend. If it wasn't, it was definitely in the first couple of weeks because I'm sure it didn't play forever. But I do recall going to the theater and seeing that one, and I, I instantly fell in love with that one back then, and it still I feel still holds up pretty well. Um, oh, yeah. you know, for a movie. Yeah, out, I did years see old.
1: this one. Uh, the only uh, um, the only tie that I have to this uh, specific movie, the, um, when I was uh, at film school, there was uh, our special effects teacher. Uh, actually worked on this movie. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was an asshole, but uh, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the only connection I have. But I, yeah, I liked it when I when I uh, when I watched it. Yeah,
0: and that's not even to really get into the uh, sorted history of the director, the guy that created that movie, yeah. um, mm, Victor yeah. Salva. That's a whole thing, and I'll let you go uh, <laughs> Google Victor Salva and look up some <laughs> stuff on that guy, but. That aside, putting that aside, the movie was awesome. Uh, yep. You know, back then, and, and I think it still holds up pretty well today. So uh, I, I think that's worth a check out. But it's pretty cool that you know that it's it cracks the top five here, and it, and it was fairly profitable for you know that type mm-hmm. of movie, especially like that one uh, wasn't. Uh, was, well, that was put out by United Artists. I was going to say that might have been an independent film, but um, yeah, that, that's I, I would assume it's pretty low budget. You know, without having the budget here in front of me.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be another uh, thing to, you know, kind of look at to see, uh, you know, that, that maybe that's a future spotlight. Episode.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, I have it right here on this particular one. Uh, it had a budget of $10 million estimated. Wow. So, oh, cool. yeah, it did pretty well. I mean, it's not crazy levels no. of profit, but still, that's pretty good. And it And it did spawn two more sequels, and I believe there's a fourth one coming.
1: Yep. There is um, a fourth one coming. I believe it's um, I believe it's to be released this year. Is yeah. it this year or next?
0: Uh, Soon. I, I, that's the last yeah. I heard anything about it. It's within within the calendar year, I would suppose. So yeah, maybe
1: it got delayed due to... Uh, it,
0: yeah, it could. I mean, things are kind of still flippy-floppy these days with when things are going to be released. But yeah. Then that leads us directly into number three on the list is Jeepers Creepers 2. The sequel made $18.3 million in its opening weekend and... A total gross, which is actually a little lower, uh, according to what I have here, of Jeepers Creepers, yep. it made $35.6 Once again, very well done sequel, to my recollection. And I definitely remember seeing that like as soon as it came out in 2003. Yep, um, likewise. Smoke, I'm sure you've seen that one as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh that one
2: in the theater as well. Yeah, and it was, again, I, I agree, great, great sequel. Back during that time, I don't know how many sequels. Horror, you know were being made at that time for horror movies that the sequel thing was huge of course in the 90s but generally you didn't get too many sequels that were just as good as the original or at least very close to the original and i I thought that was one of them that was
0: yeah and it took just to mention it since you know we're just talking about the 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 franchise at this point you know since we're talking about these top two movies the third one that those two movies were 2001 2003 the third one didn't come out till 2017. And that one even was, like, release limited, because I went and saw that when it came out. Like, it was one of those Fathom events deals, like, you know, one night only kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we did that as well. Yeah, one night only in Columbia here, where I'm at.
0: Yeah, because I was a huge fan of those, like I said, of both those movies. So, I like, that was one I was like, oh, I got to go see this, you know, because this might be the, the only chance, you know, at least until it comes out of Blu-ray or something like that. And uh, we went and saw it. and. I recall not liking it quite as much as these two, but it, yeah. you know, it's still pretty good. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with a fourth one there. But um, that's that's another one of those franchises that we need to get to here on the show, know, just take a dive into the Jeepers yeah. Creepers trilogy. And
2: I remember we, it was probably because it was just one night. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's a box office on that because of it being just a one-off type thing. But but the pit theater was packed. I'm pretty sure it was pretty sold out.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Same same for our show. Like. I think that was, uh, at that time, like the particular theater we went to, they didn't have like the assigned seat. Uh, yeah, you know, like where you pick the seat kind of thing. Yeah. This was more like just, just go in there and find your seat, you know, yeah. old school style. And like, man, we had to sit like way up front because <laughs> that place yeah, was we packed did. out by the time we got in there. <laughs> and we
2: didn't get there late. We got there well before. I don't even remember if there was any trailers that play before that movie or not. might not have been, but we we got there well before the movie started and we still couldn't find a seat except up front.
0: All right so now we that brings us to the top 2 number 2 the possession from 2012 it opened up at 20 a little over 21 million dollars that weekend and it total gross was 49.1 million so that now you're getting up into that like this is definitely a very profitable level you know for these types of movies that one is another one that I... there's so many of those type of like possession movies that came out it seems like you know like in the in the two thousands and the and the twenty tens, that like I, I'm kind of forgetting that one. I'm
2: not thinking the same way too, and I could not, I can't place it. I can't place it, it was in the movie. Yeah, well, I'm I,
0: pretty sure. I've got like uh, the it pulled up here on IMDb. That one had Natasha Callis, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Kira Sedgwick, Madison Davenport, Modish Yahoo. <laughs> uh, I you
1: know what I do remember Modest Yahoo, and yeah, I I have seen that.
0: Yeah. Once again, this is one like, it's kind of like, not to say that it's necessarily forgettable, but it just seemed like in that, that time period, maybe this is just the, I'm, the way I'm remembering things, it just seemed like there was a lot of these type of movies coming out. So they all kind of get blurred together for me, but now that I'm seeing the, you know, the pictures here and the poster and everything, I'm pretty sure I did see this back then, so um, I may have contributed to that opening weekend back, <laughs> back in uh, 2012, who, who, who can recall, but.
1: Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: That leads us to number one, one that I know we've all seen and uh, probably like to different levels. Rob Zombie's Halloween from 2007. It, op- <laughs> it opened up at $30.5 million and made a total gross of $58.2 million. He made another sequel. I, I don't have it in front of me right away, like what year that one came out. I think it was just a couple of years later, right? Yeah. But his his uh, vision, that was in 2009, the, the second one. So yeah, uh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. His vision has been divisive, to say the least. Right, Smoke?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Because you have, I mean, when he made Halloween, I guess it was, I think it was coming off the heels of Devil's Reject, which was, I, at his peak, at that point he had already made House of a Thousand Corpses, which already which split, split a lot of people, mainly because it took so many years for it to come out. But of course, it had its fans. And then when he made Devil's Rejects, I, that was pretty much a blockbuster. So when he announced Halloween, I know that I was there for that opening weekend, <laughs> contributing to that for sure.
0: Oh and,
2: yeah, and a ton of people. The theater was packed. he was just he was just right in there at the right time peak of his career and people were wanting to have another Halloween movie and just raked it in and it was well done but it is divisive I think this movie I think most of his movies he's kind of like Tarantino in a way as far as people love or hate him you
1: know? yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah uh,
0: it's a fair comparison and it's and, and this one is even tougher because not only is it a guy that most people like a lot of his stuff and you know of course horror fans love his music and stuff like that but this is like one of those properties man like you know you, oh, yeah. you don't want to be the guy that fucks it up, and not to say that he fucked it up, just it just didn't yeah. quite hit the same notes that I guess everybody were, you know were, were anticipating at the time. So you know, I'm I, sure a lot of people don't look at it, look back on it fondly for that reason. Yeah, yeah are we
2: talking about the you talking about his sequel, or are you talking about the first remake he did?
0: Well, I guess e- either one, right? Like, I don't think the, yeah, I don't think his first one was as divisive as the second one. That's for damn sure.
2: No, no, no. I think the second one. I guess he went somewhere else. With <laughs> I think the second one has a lot less fans, let's say, than the first <laughs> yeah. one. Does. And yeah, even the first one's fans, a lot of them are going to be built-in Rob Zombie fans. But then you get some that are, and I can see, I can see both sides of it. Like he went into the background of Michael Myers and basically turned him in from being the boogeyman um, archetype and turned him into a human. You know, because you see him as a kid you see him growing up you see kind of why, what happened to him to maybe turn him that way yeah. whereas in the original he's just the boogeyman archetype from the beginning to the end
0: yeah there is no rhyme or reason why he's doing like, this they don't like really.
2: that yeah
0: they they try to give him a point and that's not what Michael Myers really is really you know he's yeah yeah he's
2: a he's the boogeyman he's, he's just the archetypal killer that just keeps coming you can't put him down and I think that would definitely work for John Carpenter's movie and I think I, I like Rob Zombie remake. I don't like it m- nearly as much as I like the original by John Carpenter. But I can see where he was going with it. It's just that I, I'm of the camp where I agree. I, I kind of like not knowing that much about Michael Myers the way John Carpenter's movie was. But I can still enjoy what Rob Zombie did with the with his reimagining of it too. It's just that uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't see really all the background on. Even though those scenes were shot well enough, it just kind of takes away from the character for me.
1: Yeah, the only uh, um, you know, like we're of, uh, we're kind of old heads, you know. We're of a different generation from these, uh, uh, you know, folks that they think, uh, you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween is the only Halloween there oh, is. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people like that, or not, not a lot of people. But I do know some people on the online horror community, I guess you could say, that adamantly love the Rob Zombie movie and some of them
1: outright hate John Carpenter or just haven't even seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you're talking, yeah uh, my girlfriend thing. is one of them. Uh, she's, uh, was it, I sat down and I was looking through, uh, um, you know, I was a shutter or something. I was like, you want to watch Halloween? She's like, hell yeah. And uh, I start, I started it and, um, you know, she gets settled or whatever. Just like a few minutes in, she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> It's Halloween, like 1978. She's like, this isn't Halloween.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Poor, poor poor child.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, she wanted to watch the Rob Zombie version. I was like, yeah, that's not, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But then you have the one that came out recently, so now you're going to have fans who are born way later to where the, the one that just came out, however many years ago that was, was it 2018, <laughs> 2019? I forget now. The last Halloween
1: movie? Uh, the last one was in 2018.
2: 2018, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. yeah. You have the people born into the generation where that the Halloween they know.
0: <laughs> well, honestly, now uh, it's almost a blessing and a curse for the Friday the 13th franchise that they can't make any more because now you're kind of forced yeah. to go back and watch. You know, if you want to watch Jason movies, you have to go back and watch, you know, the old ones, except for that one right. outlier, right? The, re- the reboot or whatever from mm-hmm. whatever year that was. But. Um, yeah, it's, it's almost uh, in that way, like, uh, well, look, if you want to see Jason movies, you got to go see the classics.
2: One. And I don't know when that was, because I remember that used to be the thing way back, even back in the 80s or early 90s, they were talking about, we're going to go to 13, 13, you know, Friday 13th movies, and then we'll stop. They still haven't quite got there yet. I'm not sure what this one, depending on whether you count part uh, Jason versus Freddy as one and, you know, and then the remake. So I, I think that would be 12 Pretty sure if you count
0: those two. <laughs> yeah, you got to be getting pretty close for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, because I think it got up to eight, right? You know, as far as the numbered ones, and then Jason goes to hell, so that's nine. Yeah, and
2: then Jason 10 or Jason yeah, X. Yeah, Jason X, yeah,
0: want. yeah. That was the 10th, and then uh, Freddy versus Jason, I mean, I kind of count it. Yep. 11, and then, and the, remakes, remakes, then the remake from 2009, so. yeah, so that'd be 12, <laughs> you're right.
2: It needs, to be a, it needs to be a doozy. They need to write a really good one for the 13th. Right, the thirteenth franchise movie. <laughs> well, that may very well be the last one.
0: <laughs> well, I'm Depending sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll get it eventually. You know, once this, once the smoke clears, yeah. and you know they get all that stuff settled, and we'll eventually see it. And we've talked about that a little bit on our uh, Deadline Horror News over on YouTube. But um, uh, we'll be there for it. I can guarantee you that. Whenever that finally happens, we'll be there for it. The source for uh, basically all of our uh, numbers and stuff that we got here, we got it off of Box Office Mojo. So, like they list. They list a ton of movies. I mean, like, I think there's 268 movies, you know, that they ranked here. And obviously, it's not just horror. It's just pretty much just any movie, right? But of the top 200, let's say that's kind of, that was our cutoff. There were, uh, Donnie, would you say 20 movies that made the list, basically? Yes. And we just read the top 10. So we'll go ahead Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll run down the bottom 10 real quick. (laughs) And I'm going to go from 1 to 10 on this one. So I'm going to go from... The highest to the lowest as far as, like, opening weekend. So, number one on the list, Child's Play 3 from 1991 made $5.7 million that weekend. Well, I mean, not really much to say there, right? I mean, it was just the third Child's Play movie. <laughs> I don't know, like, I guess you got the first one and then, like, you know, I, I don't know if I can point out, like, one that I loved as much as the first one, you know, when you're going down those movies. So, like, I can't say, right. I can't recall whether I liked that one any more or less than the rest. <laughs> and it's been a while since I saw it. so I probably
2: like it as well. The first, part two and part three to each other, I think, are comparable. But, yeah, not as, not as good in my mind as the first one. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, Donnie, you said you're a huge fan of the Child's Play series, right? Not at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there are things that I hate more than that. Um, but uh, I, I won't say hate. Hate is a strong word. It's just... um <laughs> Dislike? Yeah, I wasted money on uh, on one <laughs> of those
0: movies. Number two on the list, Don't Let Go, made $2.9 and that was in 2019. Uh, do either of you guys recall seeing that? That just came out a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't think so. That one I definitely did not see. That one was directed by Jacob Estes and uh, stars David Oyelowo and Storm Reid um alfred molina's in it so it's got that going forward i guess I, I don't know i mean i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying it's not good i mean i just I, I didn't see it so you know maybe that's one that we'll get around to eventually or i'll catch it randomly i mean i'm sure it's on uh one of the streamers you know since, since that's more of a current movie let's see next up number three possession from 2002 that one made $2.5 Is that one uh, ringing any bells?
1: I've probably seen it because, I mean, I do uh, kind of get into the uh, uh, demonology, um, you know, movies. And, uh, yeah, I, I've probably seen it. But, you know, just looking at, you know, text on a screen, uh, it, it doesn't, doesn't ring any bells right now.
0: So, yeah, like Possession, like, there, there was, a, once again, it's another one of these, like, and it's not to be confused with the Possession that we just talked about. Um, from, <laughs> see that's uh, what I do
2: confuse it with not just that movie but every other movie that has yeah like that. <laughs> that
0: one that, which was a high grossing one you know from 2012 this one's from 2002 and the only difference is the word the right but this one has uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow Aaron Eckhart a handful of other people Lenny, uh, Lena Hetty I do not recall seeing this might have back then you know back in the day but I I, I don't recall sitting down and watching that one so you got me on that um, but here's one we've all seen and loved. Number four, Gremlins. The 1985 re-release made 2.3 uh, million that weekend. So what needs to be said about Gremlins, right? Like that that one should it's be awesome. one that maybe we do at Christmas time. I think actually that... that was
1: the very first movie I saw in the theaters.
0: I don't remember the first one I saw in theaters, but that might be pretty high up there. You know, around that time period was
1: 1984 when I saw it. Yeah, it like came. I said,
0: this is the '85 re-release that mm-hmm. came out that particular yeah. weekend. But which is funny enough that like they just re-released it like a year after it came out, right? <laughs> it's not strange. That's clearly yeah. like a holiday weekend cash grab, probably. <laughs> but I, I'm sure we will definitely get into Gremlins. And like I said, that'd maybe that could be one that we could do at Christmas time or something. Because that'd be I good. Be, yeah, I truly a Christmas. Be, be. Yeah, I truly believe that that's a Christmas movie. So maybe we can get into that one. Number five, yeah. Chud. <laughs> Just the way you said that. <laughs> From 1984, made $1. 1.7 million dollars. Smoke. How and many chu- how many Chud movies were there? It was at least two, right? Uh, two. Yeah, was yeah, there was,
2: yeah. The second one was called Chud Two: Bud the Chud. Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Bud the Chud. It had hardly anything to do with the first one. I mean, other than it being, I, I guess, a cannibal kind of thing. But I mean, it wasn't. It was more, they went for more of a comedy, I guess, as comedy horror for Bud, Bud and Chud, obviously, <laughs> from the title.
0: Not not that the first one is all that damn serious, you know, I mean, like, yeah, the, I guess storyline-wise it is serious, but there's a lot of funny stuff in that movie, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, we've got
2: sewer-dwelling sewer dwelling cannibals, but I mean, it's going to come off a little campy, I
0: guess. <laughs> it can a little bit. <laughs> That once again, another uh, another movie that we will definitely get to. That that one is awesome, and maybe that's another double feature, right? We can just watch Chud and Chud Two, Bud the Chud, and just talk about them both. Number six on the list, Mortuary from 1983. What do you, what do you have to say about that, Smoke? Oh
2: yeah, that's that's a fun one too. I like that. I don't know if you have y'all seen that one at all.
1: I've not. I was no. I was three when it came out, but I, I
0: haven't.
2: I like. It. I don't think it's like a, a masterpiece from the 80s or anything, but it is an entertaining, fun again like popcorn
0: it seems like i might have saw that a long time ago definitely not back then like you know like donnie said i was too young to watch that when it came out but i'm sure at some point later like maybe on local tv you know saturday matinee movie or something like that it seemed it seems vaguely familiar but i would need to sit down and watch it again you know that that's for sure because i don't remember much about it that was one of video rental rental things for me yeah it's got a, it's got a cool poster too yeah. The hand coming out of the, you know, with the tombstone and the grave and everything. It's pretty cool. Number seven, He Knows You're Alone from 1980. Now, I am i definitely have not seen that one. Same. I, I think that's the
2: one. If I'm not mistaken, is that one, isn't that uh, one? Tom Hanks in that one?
0: Uh, let's see. Uh,
2: yeah, but I think that might be one of his only horror movies or slasher movies from back then. If that's the one I'm thinking
0: of. The top cast on that one is Don Scardino, Caitlin O'Haney, uh, Elizabeth Kemp. Uh, yep, yep, Tom Hanks. There he is. He plays Elliot in the movie. He is in that yeah. movie. Yeah, I don't even
2: think he was a major role. I think he was just a one-off
0: type character. Or something <laughs> just from what I one of the dudes it's... that gets killed in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he hadn't
1: uh, He hadn't hit it big, but uh, I don't think at that time yet.
0: I went but, to, uh, I went to go
2: back and check back that back one out. And, was, was, and I do definitely remember, uh, I wasn't sure if that was the title of the movie, but if it was the one I was thinking, yeah, I do remember tom hanks in that movie because i've seen i saw that movie well after i knew who tom hanks was but i saw it, so i don't remember much else about it so back in the again in the mid-80s or so probably
0: he i just looked it up to see if uh he knows you're alone is streaming anywhere and i'm not seeing it. it looks like you can rent it you know like i'm sure on like prime video or something like that but i don't see where it's actually streaming anywhere but um That's,
2: that would be a cool one to do i think I don't. I mean, like I haven't seen it since back then, but I remember kind of liking it back then, and, or it being. I don't even know if I could call it underrated because, like I said, it's been for forever, forever since I've seen it. But that would be an interesting one to do, just because it is an eighty. Was it eighties was it or was it late seventies? Said eighty was.
0: Uh, well that that one straight. It says nineteen eighty when it came out. Eighty, yeah.
2: I, I'm pretty sure it was a slasher movie too. So that's an early slasher. Or well, it, d- it
0: definitely it. looks slasher-ish, You know, just looking at the. The poster and like the brief little uh, images I'm seeing here it definitely looks like a slasher for sure Yeah, so we find it somewhere maybe it looks like the movie might actually be on YouTube yeah it's here for rent um, there might be uh, a copy of it uh, you know someone uploaded on here possibly without digging too hard but you can definitely rent it on YouTube so it is available let's see next up on the list number eight the little stranger from 2018 <laughs> It made $496,528. I have not seen that one. Have either of you guys seen that?
1: I have not, but it reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, the old uh, where you sleep on your arm, and then, you know, you wake <laughs> up some, <laughs> sometime in the night, and you just <sighs> <break> off. Well, <laughs> yeah, you start beating I, off. It's, like, thought, it's all about the stranger. Strange
0: shit. I thought you, I thought you were going to talk about Bad Willie from uh, another Wolf Cop last week.
2: I was thinking that's weird you said that because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the stranger. Strangers, it's, it's, it's a little
0: stranger. Bad <laughs> Willie. That was uh, funny though.
1: No. no, yeah. The short answer is no.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a fun title. Probably not as fun as what we've described here, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, Number nine, From a Whisper to a Scream from 1987 made $154,000. Smoke, do you remember that one?
2: I remember the title, and I probably did see it. But I can't If it's the one I'm thinking of, I was thinking of an anthology-type horror movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, it might not be that one. I I know the title, and I know that I I rented that back in the day, but I don't recall the gist of it right now. But like I said, that title is very similar to a lot of titles, too, that came out back then.
0: Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, That one has uh, Vincent Price in it. And it is a. Uh, it looks like it is an anthology movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I have seen that one, and now, now I remember the cover of it too.
0: Yeah, and it looks like you can watch that one on Epics. You know, as we record this, you can. Mm-hmm. It is. It is available to stream. Um, so if you have access to Epics, you can uh, check that out. And there might be other various ways, but that's just the first one that pops up here. And number ten, the last one on the list uh, of like say the top two hundred or so. Uh, on the, the particular ones we pulled out for horror, was the 1997 re-release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation.
2: Oh, boy, that's the one with, uh... <laughs> isn't that the one with Reese... Uh, no, not Reese Withers.
0: Uh, Is Renee, so Renee Zellweger? Zell- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Renee, uh, yeah, Renee Zellweger. What's
2: his name?
0: Matthew McConaughey.
2: Matthew McConaughey was in it, yeah. Yep, that's the one. I don't know if you saw that one.
0: Oh, I have. I've seen yeah, I've I, seen I, I, it I, and uh, I own it on DVD, pretty sure of that.
2: Yeah, I, I actually I think we own it too. It's just not one that I, <laughs> I think I saw it that one time and that was all I needed to see it. Even though we do own it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You know>,
2: like <likewise. laughs> for those for Matthew McConaughey's character and whatnot. I mean, it, it definitely went into some like strange areas.
0: Yeah, and obviously the 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 appeal to that one now is going back and looking at it, knowing that. Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey both, you know, uh, yeah. moved on to, like, what Oscar-worthy careers. Or, or, hell, I think they both did win Oscars eventually, right? But, yeah, like, that's that's the interesting appeal of going back and watching that now. But uh, as far yeah. as our list is concerned, that was the lowest money-making one that came out uh, that Labor Day weekend. So uh, that, that's, that's just a little snapshot. I mean, there are other things that we could go down as far as, like, you know, the amount of theaters they played in, stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, information that's available out there, but I think for our purposes here that we can probably leave it there. So basically the big winner, you know, that you come away with this is Rob Zombie's Halloween was, you know, by almost every measure, the most successful horror release on Labor Day weekend. And I will point out just, if you're just looking at the entire list, you know, just throwing horror aside for a second, it is the, according to this, it is the most, profitable or the biggest opening on Labor Day weekend is, is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, because then number two is the possession, which we talked about. Then number three is transporter two. So four of the top 10 movie releases on Labor Day weekend, historically are horror movies and Halloween, Mm -hmm. the possession Jeepers Creepers two, and then the first Jeepers Creepers. And then, uh, I just thought it was interesting to point out. Number nine is machete. So, not that it's a horror movie or anything, but it definitely kind of falls into that wheelhouse of movies that we would talk about here. Yeah, um, you know, on the on the Spook Show, that was number nine on the list. So there, I mean, really, that's about all we. You know, you, you kind of leave it there. That you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween is the big winner, and um, I guess Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation is the big loser as far as <laughs> as far as horror releases on Labor Day weekend go. So next week we're going to be doing our next movie review, and we're going to be talking about Maximum Overdrive from uh, 1986, the one and only movie that Stephen King ever directed. You know, from his uh, you know his own book that he uh, adapted into a film. So he was the writer, director, and everything. And that stars Emilio Estevez and Pat Hingle and a number of others. There's a there's a good handful of character actors like. Recognizable character actors in that movie too, so we'll, we'll dive deep into that next week, and I think that's going to be one that we all enjoy for sure. Smoke, I know you've seen Maximum Overdrive. Donnie, have you seen it?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's
1: yeah. been a while. Yeah.
0: So we'll see what uh your new, you know, your more recent reactions are to it here next week, because it, even myself, like I love this movie. I've seen it, God knows how many times. But it has been a while since I sat down and watched it from, like, you know, beginning to end. So <laughs> I'm interested to see how I feel about it, you know, now. It's been it's been a few years. But um, come back next week for that. The brief synopsis is a group of people try to survive when machines start to come alive and become homicidal. So that is all you need to know about <laughs> maximum overdrive, really. So uh, carnage and fun to be had next week here on The Spook Show. So for... Uh, Will, of course, and for Donnie and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and come back next week for Maximum Overdrive.
1: And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.